no 20 minutes worth of trailers, and no one talks during the movie. I'm your host, Martin Padilla, and with me is my co-host, as always, Nate Smalley. Hey, Hello, Nate. everybody. <laughs> um, so, as you can tell, probably, from the opening of this uh, episode, it's that we, uh, we're reviewing Mission Impossible Fallout, and we've been looking forward to this one for quite a bit. Yes. Um, yeah, we've been marathoning the movies, and we thought we'd share with you guys some of our favorites of the series. Um, ranked from least to best, or mm. least, least, <laughs> I guess, worst to best, um, is uh, here's our list. Uh, Nate, you want to share with yours our rank or your ranking of the Mission Impossible franchise? All right. So my list, my least favorite, I think, I think everyone can agree with me on this one mm-hmm. is Mission Impossible. Two, directed by the wonderful John Woo, or whatever his name is, and <clears throat> ugh, I can't talk about that movie. Yeah, we don't talk about that movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after that, it, I don't, I don't like. I thought this movie was good, but it wasn't like as good as like the later installments. Three, Mission Impossible Three, and then after that, it would be Mission Impossible uh, Rogue Nation. And then after that one, it would be the first Mission Impossible. And then after that one, it would be Ghost Protocol. And then after that one, my favorite <laughs> is uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. So. Yeah. It, it, we're going to just make this clear right from the top. Um, Mission Impossible Fallout is the best film in the entire franchise. It yes. is insanely good. Um, really good. Yeah. Uh, here's my list. Um, Mission Impossible 2. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, wasn't a big fan of that one. Uh, Mission Impossible 1 from Brian De Palma. Yeah, it, it's uh, as much as I do love it, um, Mission Impossible 3 does beat that for me as well, though. J.J. Abrams does a great job at that one. And um, in order of release, uh, 4, 5, and then 6, it's crazy how good these movies have just made um, better and better installments every single time that they release a new one. I thought this one was great. I think... Um... This is probably I, I don't know I don't know if uh, it's going to stay the same, but for now this movie is in my like top ten list of favorite movies of this year. Yeah, it, it's definitely in my top ten of this year for sure. Um, it's rare that I have an action movie even at all in my top ten any year. Um, just with so many dramas that I, I'm more of a drama guy, but I do like good action movie every now and then, depending on how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this year's Baby Driver for me. I don't know if this was for you. Baby Driver was number two on my list of last year, and the only reason that I didn't put it at number one was because Blade Runner topped it for me. Um, I know you weren't a big fan of that, but Baby Driver just was one of those spectacular action movies that I think um, really took the show for me last year. This year, right now, I think Mission Impossible Fallout has the chance to take it all home for me. Yeah, definitely for me. Also, because <clears throat> what this series has proven is that it can make. <laughs> you get, you get going. Uh, it, it was uh, what, what this series uh, proves time and time again is that they can make a really great action movie, and the like they proved that with the first one. Uh, the second one, I don't know because it was it kind of like. The second one still has some good action sequences. They're just very cartoonish. They're very silly. The same old look at each other and slow. Yeah, it, there's a lot of slow-mo. There's a lot of cliche stuff in there. But, I mean, even then, if you did all that stuff right, the second one had the potential to be a very good movie. Yes, and the third, fourth, fifth, and especially the sixth one, they've all proven to be amazing action films. 
with a great uh, lead with Tom Cruise, who, as we all know, he does his own stunts. So this since, man is dedicated. He yes. really is. He it's it's crazy how much he does for these movies. From what I understand, it's that he got injured so many times on the set of the fifth one, and in this one he completely shattered his leg. So um, yeah. And, and even then, he finished the shot. He did it, finish the shot. It's just, You can see it very well in the movie that it, he got pretty hurt. He was, like, limping off the, the screen. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, whenever we, whenever I see Tom Cruise doing, like, this huge, uh, like, fantastic stunt play, like, uh, in the last one, the fifth one, when he was hanging outside the plane and at yeah. the very beginning, and then, in, like, in this one where he's, like, uh, holding onto the helicopter and everything, I know that uh, this is, like real real life thing yeah you can tell that he definitely dedicates himself to giving yourself the best experience at a movie possible like like with other like action stars they would they do all their stunts like in front of like like stunt doubles or they like do like the stuff like in front of a green screen or something but tom cruise is different from everyone else and that's why he's one of my favorite actors yeah Uh, he he definitely is one that shines especially when it comes to movies especially with action movies action movies specifically yeah yeah. because he's he's good in tropic thunder too if you have seen that it's pretty funny (laughs) yeah because like and before the first mission impossible he wasn't only like an action star he made movies like jerry Maguire, cocktail risky business top gun because because that movie top gun it's like it's, it has action in it, but it's like it's not like it's not an action movie. It's, it's more like, of a drama. A drama, but it has like the like uh, the jet stuff and all that. But when he did the first Mission Impossible, it really showed it, it really showed what he can do when it comes to uh, doing like action movies. And that and that movie really made a uh, he proved himself. Yes. And then as the series went on, he continually proved himself. But more and more and more. Time and time point. again, he yeah. just keeps getting. Be- he just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, yeah, to the point where I think he's probably my favorite, or at least one of my favorite action stars uh, working right now. Yeah, yeah he, he's definitely right in mine too. Um, but yeah, that's our take on the Mission Impossible franchise. We're going to be diving into Fallout here in a little bit, but we got some news for everyone who's listening. Um, the Venom trailer dropped today. You guys got very lucky that it dropped today, um, out of all days, because we and him saw it just right before we recorded. Um, what do you think about the trailer, Nate? Um, I, I'm still getting that 50-50 feeling because mm-hmm. <clears throat> the thing, the thing, believe it or not, the least, my least favorite thing when it came to the trailer it was every, like, every shot with Venom in it because it looks so cartoony and the CGI looks so fake and it doesn't look, uh, good, like, I know they could do better than... They like, definitely what, can. It's, Sony trailer. knows how to do some CGI, they just, it's, it's... Very early right now, too. We can't tell. Um, this was the same trailer that was shown at Comic-Con, like I said. And it was from audiences. Not very many people were responding to it. Um, a lot of people, I believe, said that it looked horrible. And I thought it looked, eh, it didn't look bad, didn't look good. Anything that had Eddie Brock in it without the symbiote suit looked great. I yeah. think that the film looks like it could have a good story. Um, villain looks a little weak. He looks with very... Riz Ahmed looks kind of very small and scrawny, so I don't know how I feel about him being the villain. He's a very generic villain. He looks like very generic. Like, he's wearing all black in every single shot that he's corporate, in. Corporate. Uh, corporate angle. Like, experiment yeah. stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Any, Like I said with... Um, you said this, too, was that any shot that has Venom in it actually looks very heavy on CGI, and it doesn't look like it's good heavy. It, it looks... looks 
It looks dated. It looks very dated, yeah. It looks like something that came out like in the early 2000s or something. Yeah. Um, whenever you look at a movie like Transformers or Avengers Infinity War, they're very heavy on CGI, but they don't look dated. They look to the point where, or even the Jungle Book, this is the biggest example, is that you cannot tell whether those lines are real or not. This one, it's you could definitely tell that this thing is not real. And, and this is about Venom. The name is Venom. So making the main, I, I, I guess, like antagonist because Venom's an antagonist but he's going against the bad guys but yeah. you know but he looks very dated bad I his eyes were like the animation that they got going with him talking and just his eyes moving around it looks weird it, 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 it's just terrible I I'm still going into this movie with low expectations this trailer yeah. didn't really show me that uh, this could be a great movie uh, it's for me it's probably going to be like a like a average sort of movie because I can tell Tom Hardy's doing what he can with what they're giving him yeah and but you know like like when I was talking to you before in this movie Eddie Brock it seems like Venom is taking over his body so he doesn't know what he's doing he's very aware of what's happening though he's not in control but he's aware of what Venom is doing yeah and that kind of lessens uh, the character's impact on me because uh, Venom is a bad guy. Uh, they're trying to yeah. make him the protagonist here, but I know he's a bad guy. And what they did, what they did well with like Spider-Man Three. I know it's not a good movie, but and they did. It was a bad idea to put Venom in at the last second, but it made him. He knows what he was doing. Eddie Brock knew what he was doing. Yeah, he was very aware. He was in control. Yes, and this one is making him look like he is not in control, and that I didn't really like that because it's Venom. So, you know, it, 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 this trailer's like. Nah, yeah, just, nah. um, definitely. Um, well, the biggest buzz that this film has going on for it right now, because you saw the trailer, I saw the trailer, um, we haven't seen any Red Band trailers for it right now. Um, people don't know if this is going to get an R rating or a PG-13 rating. And um, from the way it looks, I think it's definitely going for a PG-13 rating, considering mm-hmm. that they're not releasing any Red Band trailers. They're not releasing anything about it, saying that it even has the possibility to be an R Um if it, if it was my decision, I think I'd want to go for a full R rather mm-hmm. than a light PG-13 because, I mean, we got the Venom character. And yes. as much as I do think um, kids should be able to see superhero movies too, there are some movies that I think I'd rather appreciate from a perspective where it is true to the character. Like Logan was, yeah, was a movie Logan that I loved um, not only just seeing the bloody violence, but, I mean, just the true tone that you see in that movie. It's a dark, dark movie. Because Wolverine is not is not a PG-13 character. He isn't. He by, really isn't, no. Because by the comics and everything, he, he is a rated R character. And, and they definitely put safety stuff on it for yeah. kids to watch with yeah, all like the X-Men movies. X-Men, because when they attacked someone, it was just like there was no blood. He was just like yeah. sliced and then he was done. But in this one, he and, and uh, Logan, they didn't hold back. So that's why people love this movie more. And they some people might even say this is their favorite Marvel movie. I'm talking about Logan. And <clears throat> that's because they understood the character and that what he needed was an R-rated to really... Uh, give the character what it needed to, like, satisfy uh, the the fans, and that's why everyone loved this movie. I'm not, like, Logan, and I loved that movie, too. But in this one, uh, they're doing it all wrong because, like you said, Venom, it should deserve, like, a full-on R rating, and it looks like a very generic PG-13 movie, 
and that's why I'm not. That's another thing that I'm that I dislike about this is the PG thirteen. Yeah. Sort of. And you. we're not entirely sure if it's gotten a PG thirteen rating yet. It hasn't gotten a rating yet from the MPA that we know of. Um, or that's been released at all. Maybe next week we'll have a rating, if not probably the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only about two months away, so we should be getting one soon. But, I mean, yeah, like I said about Logan, um, if you were to take all the blood and guts out of that movie and all the violence, I still think that movie would get an R rating. It's so dark, and it's so, like you said, true to the character, and it did deserve an R rating. Um, really great movie. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It's um, Marvel's Logan. It's a great movie. Um, I'll probably give that movie a 10 out of 10. Yeah, that that Logan movie is great. Um, Really great Western, even, if you haven't watched it. It definitely does show uh, Western-like themes in that movie. Um, Up next on our list is we have an announcement from uh, Marvel Studios saying that they are going to release the Avengers 4 title um, in November, right after the Captain Marvel teaser is released. Um, Yeah. I, I can't wait to see this, man. I was just watching Infinity War with you a minute ago. Um, wh- what do you think about um, them holding back on this title? I mean, the thing that I'm hoping that doesn't that I'm hoping doesn't happen, which we talked about, is if they did like if they if, just gave us a part if, two at the end of Infinity War, War part two, two yeah. or volume two or whatever. I'm hoping they don't do that. I hope they um, because uh, when you watch the movie and at the title. Infinity War, you know, it was gonna, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different from like a, a different Marvel movie. And in this, if if it does, I hope it gives it a title that really tells us about the movie, but not too much. But to where we something can get that gives us a little information for us fans who have been waiting for so long. A little, a yeah. little excitement for us. Yeah, um, man, I don't know, man. They, they, I really thought that they were going to release it at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And of course, if you saw the movie and you see it after the credits, they didn't. But um, yeah, I can't wait to see this, man. Um, it's one of the highest anticipated movies of next year for me, definitely for sure. Um, Captain Marvel's definitely up there too. I love Captain Marvel, and um, I'm, I'm like. Aquaman's also... On Aquaman, the yes. That's definitely one that we're, we're looking forward to, too, at the end of this year. It's early December or December 21st, I believe. Something like oh, that. Oh, so, yeah. It's so, not early next, December. Never mind. It's not coming out next year, but... That's Shazam this yeah, next year, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought about that. That's April of next year, and that's going to be around the same time that Captain Marvel and uh, Avengers Infinity War in theaters. So, we're going to see how that goes. Um we were meant to talk about this last week, but unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, remember to even mention it. Um, the Titans trailer that they was released at Comic Con. It was so. It was garbage. <laughs> that was awful. It was. Ugh. Guys, if you haven't seen this thing, check it out. Um, it's on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, um, it looks very dark. <laughs> it's like too dark because like right now they have teen time go and then they have you know, this coming out you know what it looks like though is that it looks like a kid trying to write a logan kind of movie well he's like well let's make robert say f batman <laughs> <laughs> and when he said that i was like what he said that i was laughing so hard at the panel <laughs> um yeah it, this looks like it's um do you do you remember the 2003 Daredevil movie? Yes, and I remember <laughs> See, where how bad he's it was. Boxing in the dark and that yeah. Evanescence music is playing. It looks like that. Um, gosh, playing. this trailer looks awful. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, 
give yourself a good laugh and just go watch it. It's pretty funny. Um, it looks awful. We're just going to say right now. And I hate to say it because DC really does good about putting out TV shows. Um, With, like, the the Arrowverse. Yeah, it's weird. It it seems like Marvel and uh, DC have just sort of switched spots with this. It's Marvel's putting out the better movies and DC's putting out the better shows. Lately, with Flash and Arrow, I'm not sure how I feel about them, considering that they're both slowing down quite a bit for me. But, man, Titans, it it doesn't even look even vaguely interesting to me. It looked—I can tell you right now, I definitely will watch it, but I don't think I'm going to like it. I'll, I'll give it this. The, the casting, the one casting choice that I definitely agreed with was with the guy who played uh, Robin, Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. He looks like he could be a really good Dick Grayson, but what they're g- giving the actor, what what this uh, Robin is saying, I it's it's kind of a betrayal to me because, as we all know, the dynamic duo is like one of the like the most classical, well known uh, uh, duos in the entire. Uh, superhero universe and what they're doing to Robin like with saying F Batman and all that stuff it kind of betrays the character it betrays the character to the point where I just it could have they could have done it differently to the point where the fans would have been hyped and excited for this but they're doing it to where it's making us not it's, it's yeah they're almost trying to go too dark in a way that like we feel like it's like logan but it's not this, this doesn't need a logan feel to it if, if the times it should be like a fun uh like action heavy uh close superhero, part, superhero partnership sort of thing but they're doing it all wrong yeah i i will say though the the first uh concept art that they released for uh Robin with Brandon Thwaites as him. I thought it was great. It, looked, it, it, it did good. look great. I remember showing it to you. I remember showing it to Heath, and we all thought it looked amazing. And, yeah, no, I was excited to see the first trailer for it, but as soon as it dropped, man, everyone was laughing about it, and I was like, what is so funny about this? Googled it, watched it, and I was like, man, they're just ruining this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, it's good. It, and, like, another thing... And if you haven't seen the trailer, it, there is no cyborg in it because cyborg is in like the Justice League. I would rather see like Green Lantern in like the Justice League and would have saved cyborg for, like yeah. Titans cyborg felt kind of useless in Justice League. He, we didn't really like need him until like the last like twenty minutes. We asked. He, like, he was the guy talks. in the chair for me. Yeah. You remember yeah. Ned in Homecoming? He was that guy. He mm-hmm. would just do all the computer stuff. They would never use him for anything else. Like Felicity Smoke and Arrow, or yeah, or Cisco and Cisco and the Flash. Flash. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he could, they could have saved him from like this, like kind of like a Titan sort of thing, but now it's it's it looks bad, and I'm not I'm not excited for this. Uh, they did it all wrong. I it's like you said, I'm not, I I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not gonna like it just solely based off this trailer. Well, I mean, they could, there's been some really bad trailers out there before, so who knows? Maybe this film or maybe a show could turn into something that we do end up liking but as of now it doesn't look like it's heading in the right direction mm-hmm. um the trailers could be bad get us a great movie the trailers could be good and give us a bad movie who knows it's all about the editing with the trailers but yeah this trailer looks terrible we will keep you guys updated on whether or not the show is actually worth watching but um for now we're just gonna let you guys know a little bit about what we're watching um do you want to start with that? Uh, I know you got quite a bit of movies that I did want to see. I just haven't had the chance to yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to AMC like, like last week or two weeks ago, and 
I went to go see uh, Three Identical Strangers. Mm-hmm. And it's a documentary about, uh, like, these twins who, like, back in the 80s, they got, like, a lot of uh, attention. They went, like, on Johnny Carson, those kind of shows. Uh, they were triplets, you know? And they looked at, and they found each other after, like, 19 years of being separated. And it shows how... <clears throat> How they how they came together, how they went through fame, how they kind of broke up about their childhood and like this like like it dives into their personal lives and the lives they lived on television and all that stuff. And I really like that. I would probably give it like like a nine or an eight mm-hmm. because it was really interesting. And I would definitely recommend people to go see it. Definitely go check it out. And yeah, and that was one. And then like another one was Leave No Trace. Which one I've been dying to see, man. I'm I'm so jealous. That looked like it was gonna be great. Yeah, um, I didn't really know what was what it was about. I I didn't see any trailers about this. And it's just uh, I don't want to. If you guys have never seen, I'm not. I don't want to give like like the main. It was just it was a very it was a really good movie. And it was just about, it was just, it was like one of those like father-daughter sort of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was good. I would probably give it like a seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought it kind of dragged for a little bit. And the, the actor who plays the daughter, she was kind of stiff. Mm-hmm. Her acting was, you didn't, it wasn't energetic in some parts. But other than that, this was a really good movie. I would definitely go and uh, check it out, see it for yourself. Yeah. And yeah, that's basically what I've seen. Uh, I've been wanting to see recently. that one forever. And uh, Three Identical Strangers does look great. I'm a sucker for documentaries. I'm the kind to just start watching one in the middle of the night to try and go to sleep, but I end up staying up because I think whatever it is that they're talking about is so interesting. Um, latest one I did that with was Blackfish. It's a documentary on SeaWorld that's on Netflix right now. Um, great watch if you haven't checked that out um other than that all i've been watching was i just got back from california um was mission impossible fallout which i mean um we're about to be diving into that here in a minute but um yeah um we're really excited for uh all the movies that we got coming out uh titans and uh christopher robin um we're gonna see how venom turns out and then right after that we're gonna be heading into all of our winter releases which will hopefully give us a lot of oscar buzz mm-hmm. um which i'm a huge oscar person so that's what i'm excited about all right so we're gonna dive into our review of mission impossible fallout which we can both agree is our new favorite of the, of the yes yes, franchise. yes this, this film it's what I love so much about this movie is that it dives into the character of Ethan Hunt so much more than we already have before. Mm-hmm. It is so crazy how much more we learn about him in this movie. Um, because, like, in the first one, we, we just knew that he was, like, the guy that you needed with if you were going to do, like, an operation. Mm-hmm. And that's all we basically got from him. We didn't really get anything about his past. The uh, second one didn't really do anything for the character at all. If anything, it lessened his uh, motivations and all stuff. Because in the first one, he was, like very strict he he was just he wanted to he was mission came first sort of thing and second one he was just worried about this chick and then like the third one it went back to his character and he found happiness and uh he has to go get back in the game which i thought was a really cliche story where It, it does sort of it was sort of cliche what i liked about what this movie does with this character and um the character of his wife is that 
it shows he still cares about her. Yeah. It, and this isn't a spoiler. Don't worry, you're not spoiling anything. Um, but yeah, he definitely still cares about her. They mention it quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, especially keeping her safe. And then the fact that there's like a huge um, part with her at the very end of, I think it's the fourth one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Where he, sees, where he sees her at the end of the movie. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, uh, in the fourth one, like, Jeremy Renner was talking about how he he felt guilty about, because Ethan Hunt and his wife were the couple that he had to look over and protect, but mm-hmm. he failed, and that's why he felt so guilty and uh, towards Ethan and how he didn't want to be in, like, a life-risking situation anymore so that was a really interesting part but at the very end we figure out she's not dead she uh just she had to become a ghost she had to have a yeah. different identity she didn't her her life the life she had before she met ethan is gone so that's kind of uh it was interesting way to <coughs> to put this character and uh yeah and in this in this movie, she does come back and, uh, and she, very, she plays very, a part that's not really big, but at the same time, when she is introduced, it is a very big deal. Because because um, when I don't want to say this is a spoiler, but whenever her and Ethan first see each other, yeah, like you could tell you could tell there's tension there. there yeah, is. Th- there is something there, and we're not going to spoil that for the sake of uh, that scene. But it, it, it is a great scene. Um, I want to talk a little bit about. My favorite aspect of this film entirely, uh, Henry Cavill, one of my favorite villains of. Oh shit! <laughs> Was that in the trailer? Don't. Yeah, that's 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 also one of my uh, uh, cons against this movie is that I knew going in that Henry Cavill is okay. The yeah, villain. I I thought I, knew I thought for okay, I thought for a minute like I. I, I thought about it in the trailers. I was like, they definitely do show that he's a villain in this movie. It's not. It's not a shock. It wasn't a okay. twist. Yeah. So don't worry about that because I bet people do know that he is the villain. Yeah. Because like in, in like in that one scene. Okay, in the I trailer, thought I spoiled something. I was like, wait, did they show it in the trailer? Did they not? Because like that in that one scene in the trailer, he's like, hunts the hunts government has betrayed him. Uh, how 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 long? How many times does a man like that get betrayed before you cast him out? Yeah, Something so like yeah. yeah, it definitely shows that he is a villain. Uh, like that's one of my that's just one of my big cons against the movie is that it wasn't a twist, it wasn't a shock. Like <gasps> what? We didn't see this coming. Which I no. can't really blame the studio for that. Um, that's a whole different department that's to do with studios, but they definitely did do a bad job of showing that he was the villain. Um, yeah, Henry Cable is my favorite thing in this entire movie, man. That fight scene in the bathroom that they have, uh-huh. it's in the it's, trailers, it's too. Like- it is crazy how how energetic that scene is. Yeah. Um, any action scene, really, in this movie, it's so energetic and so moving. There's not a single moment where you can really sit down and breathe. It's um, And you can't really sit down and say, that's fake. That's fake. You really that's can't. They're, they're, all the stuff that's in this movie is it looks, real. It looks so real. Because, because it is real. Because it is real. Yeah. Exactly. Um, man, Tom Cruise, he does great in this movie as well. Um, he's almost in his 50s, still mm-hmm. doing all this stuff, man. He he. Um, Even just like shots of him running on rooftops. That was yeah, so entertaining. That, that, and he's just running. He's like yeah. running across the rooftop. And then I was like, I was so into it because like with the... The with editing, the, 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 the editing, score for this movie too is insane. Combined with that... It, it kept me on the edge of my seat throughout this entire movie. Like every anytime, like an action sequence, a tense moment, like uh, like the villain from the fifth one comes in and oh, Solomon Lane does yeah. come back. Yes, and that's, and that's in the like, trailer as well. Like, where he's like, 
the blow will be on your hands. Uh, that that's a very he he has a voice that mm -hmm. definitely is chilling yeah. um, to listen to. He's probably one of the best villains of the uh, the past couple of years. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, there's not a moment in this movie where you can just sit back and then you can just get bored for a couple of seconds. No, every scene is you on the edge of the seat, like hold, like I was like holding my hands like this, yeah. like I was like. Squeezing, I was like, oh, "Yeah, my you, gosh. You, this film is very intense from beginning to end." Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, just so many moments in action movies where you can sit down and breathe and finally like contemplate and just think about what just happened in the final scene and expect what's coming. This film it does the greatest job of letting you sit back for maybe a second, like when you're running. You're running, you're sitting down, you're catching your breath, and then right after that, you're running again. Yeah. But there's never a single moment where you feel like you've completely balanced out your breath, where you've just completely stopped running. Because at this point in this film, there, there may be moments where you're not running, but at the same time, you got to prepare yourself for what's mm -hmm. coming next. It is insane. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, was, I was watching like a couple of like uh, interviews with like the cast and how... Um, they're talking about what was it like working with Tom Cruise on this movie because we all know the like I said beginning he does his own stunts and they're like oh my gosh I could never do anything like that we were like all like like we were like all shaking and we we were scared for his life and when you watch like the uh, like uh, clips of them shooting him on the there's sceneries in a helicopter which is also in the trailers mm -hmm. he actually and, learned to fly that helicopter yeah, yeah. So, like, like again, he's really dedicated to the, his movies, especially when it comes to action movies, as you said. Like, what actor would want to learn how to fly a helicopter just solely for Someone who's dedicated to his craft. This, that's what this man does right, and I'll admit it for everyone. Like, he's not an Oscar-worthy actor. I wish he was because I'd want to see him in more dramas. Um, Eyes Wide Shut is, I think, maybe the most dramatic movie I've ever seen him in, but even then this what this man does right is he wants the best experience for everyone possible mm -hmm. he he wants he wants his, the he wants the fans and the audience to be so satisfied with his movies and they he wants them to have what they paid for what they wanted and i i really respect this man for how committed he is to his movies. Yeah, yeah, and he did do that halo jump that they, you see in the movie mm -hmm. i think 100 times is what they said 100 yeah. takes on a gopro that I still can't believe he even did that just mm -hmm. once. It's incredible what this man does. Um, yeah, and the scene that leads up to that, um, especially before that, um, or I guess the scene that leads after with that giant club scene, I love that scene. Mm -hmm. um, just because it has the halo jump sequence and then the bathroom fight scene, and there's another scene right after that where there's another fight. Mm -hmm. um, and if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, what was your favorite aspect of this film? Uh, my favorite aspect, probably, um, I don't know if this is the last movie. I the way the way that it all went, I don't know. In I don't think I can't really spoil that much for you. But what I what I love the most is how um, they treated the characters uh, because. Most of these characters have been in a movie before. Yeah, like, many of them are, are have come back from like previous films. Yeah, they they understand they they can't disrespect these characters, otherwise the audience will not love it as much. And since they they since they what they did with the characters, we love it even more because uh, they treated the characters with respect, which is what every movie should do with their characters. Mm -hmm. And I that's probably my favorite aspect is how they treated their characters. 
they're not stupid. They're not dumb. They're smart, intelligent people, and uh, they're very smart. Yeah, they're very that's smart. something that that shines quite a bit, and you will notice this movie. Um, and also, like they they're not dull characters. They, yeah, they're very they're really fun to watch. They're, they're fun, even especially in, um uh, what, what was his face? Simon Pegg plays Benji. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters in this whole movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. I think what really shined for me a lot was in with Tom Cruise's character Ethan Hunt is there's a there's a scene in this movie and I'm not going to spoil it but it involves a police officer and the rest of the team mm-hmm. and yes. if you've seen this movie you know what scene I'm talking about mm-hmm. um beautiful beautiful scene I mean just for an action movie even it reminded me a lot of a scene that takes place in Baby Driver um in the way that Ethan Hunt he he has to carry out these missions um and he's not he's trying to also carry out these tests with hurting as little people as possible, but that like, doesn't always happen. Like like in the first one, whenever the guy like pulls out a knife and he's to stab that uh the security guard, he's like, No casualties, zero casualties. And he's like he understands he has He understands that there will be people hurt in the process, but that's better than having millions of people die. If um, if he can if he can prevent it, he will do he it. He will do it, yeah. And that's something that they do mentioned quite a bit in this movie um yeah it's just so much more depth with this character um it's incredible to me how they keep adding more and more layers of a character that we've thought we've known before um yeah um ethan hunt man he he's a great character i can't wait to see more of him just when we thought we figured this character out they add something another trait to his character we're like whoa really and that's what makes this character yeah it makes it so much more interesting makes us want want more movies of this uh franchise and I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say that this is a movie that leaves the door wide open for a new movie. Yeah. It, it, there's some movies like, um, you know, just movies like 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 Avengers: Infinity War, how they left. They that leave movie. that wide open for a there's sequel, and doors. of course we know that there's this door is wide open. This one doesn't really leave it wide mm-hmm. open, but at the same time, it doesn't close it. It doesn't. Do it, it does leave it open for a possibility yeah, of a it, new it sequel. Could, it could happen. It's not like the James Bond movies where it's like. James Bond will return. Yeah. It's, it's something like that. They do leave This it. film does do the smart choice of giving us a film from beginning to end that you can enjoy without having to see the predecessors or sequels, um, which is a fun thing to do um, at the same time. If you've seen this movie, um, yeah, it's, it's one that you can take someone that maybe hasn't seen the rest of the franchise mm-hmm. and they'd still have fun with it. Yes. Um, I definitely had fun with it as much as any other person had. Um yeah, this is a definitely a great movie. Um, I can't think of anything that I wanted to mention else. Should, should we do uh, spoilers? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we got about 10 minutes left. We're going to go into spoiler territory. Um, so, let's go off. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Everyone dies. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just joking. We're just joking. <laughs> that doesn't happen. For a second, we actually thought that might happen, but then. Yes. Okay. Uh, the shot where. And, okay, yeah, we're on spoiler territory right now, so I'm good. Uh, the shot <laughs> don't where, worry. Uh, don't I was worry. like, I'm making sure. You're free. It was free. in the trailer. Okay, free. no. Uh, the, the shot at the very end where he pulls the plug on that detonator. Mm-hmm. And he, like, throws, like, spits and he it throw, out. And he spits it out, yeah. But they don't show him pulling it out. Yeah. They just show it as if the bomb actually went off. It, like a, I love that. It, it was genius. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um show more than tell yeah that's definitely a great aspect of this film it's, it does right mm-hmm. Ugh, um, also uh, there's a new character added in here it, it's Max's daughter who uh, 
what was it called? Like it was, it was like the what was your nickname? It was the. I oh, oh, you're talking about a white widow. Yeah, white yeah. widow. It, it's it's the Max's. It's a, they're saying it's Max's daughter, and I'm guessing that's the same Max from the first movie, yeah. The Arms Dealer, and that, that makes sense. And I think she was a welcomed addition, even though that her character... She she seems to fall in the background yeah, um, more but, in the second and third act. She's more definitely a bigger aspect of the first act, but she's still a lot of fun to watch but on screen. Even in, even in the scenes that she's in, she does a really good job. and She does a great job, yeah. She, she definitely does do a great... Um, performance that feels like it falls in an action movie and if they ever do another movie i would love for her to be in it yeah be more of a main character because like you said she was in the background for like the second yeah she definitely deserves a spot with the rest of the characters Mm -hmm. um don't know how that how they'd incorporate that in though but it would be fun to watch Mm -hmm. Uh, tom tom cruise is amazing like yeah, we all know that Henry Cavill, like you said, he also does a really great job as being a villain, even though we actually knew that just from the trailers. But yeah, that that CGI upper lip that you guys saw in Justice League totally worth it. Trust me. Yes, and uh, uh, and just like the normal characters, like you said, uh, Simon Pegg as Benji. All those characters, they do an amazing job, like they always do. I'm a huge fan of Simon Pegg. I don't know what it is. I think that man is talent beyond, like, he he just, he doesn't get enough recognition. He's in a lot of movies, but at the same time, there's never been a single movie where I think anyone's ever looked at him and said, you did an amazing job. Um, Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he does does do an amazing job, and he does bring, like, this sort of, like, uh, Come like a funny side of him, but he also can be a serious character at the same time. Yeah, he he has a, a side to him that we do see sometimes, but whenever we do see it, it's very rare. I'm, um, I, the cinematography in this movie. This is just me here because I love just seeing all the visuals in movies. But I loved it. I don't know if you saw any of the stuff that I saw with how great the shots were composited, especially with the nightclub scene. Mm-hmm. Um, even more or less with just the colors and stuff. It was shot on film, which great, um, very impressive. Great, yeah, great um, idea. Whoever decided on that, but only just that they released it in three D. Mm-hmm. Like the last week, they decided that they were just going to distribute that in three D. I don't know why they would do that. Um, it looks great in two D. If you get the chance, definitely watch it in IMAX, biggest screen possible. It's amazing, but don't watch it in three D. It's just disrespect for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it got <laughs> a lot more. But this, I one of my uh, this is just a nitpick for me is that sometimes a story can get a little confusing, like especially with the scene where we figure where, where Henry Cavill's character finally reveals himself as being a bad guy it gets confusing like it's not like really confusing but it's like sometimes can get confusing like wait what just happened what what does that what does that mean and then later on you can figure it out as it goes Mm -hmm. on um but uh yeah uh alec baldwin who he was in the last movie and in this movie he he dies which is a spoiler he dies uh he he does fine um he wasn't like he was on the same level as like other actors like Tom Cruise. Yeah, he, he definitely did seem more like a character that was more of a narrating type, if you know what I mean, where he's giving us information that we need, but they don't want to just give it through dialogue. He's it, not he's not an interesting character. I mean he's he's really not. He's not as interesting 
is not not nearly as close as interesting as Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt. I think the last movie with Jeremy Renner, where him and uh, Jeremy Renner had that banter going back and forth, that, that was, was fun to me. Was which I mean, it didn't make his character interesting, but it did give the fun, the movie a little bit of fun to play off of. How come Jeremy Renner was in this movie? I mean, I mean uh, he's shooting Avengers Four right now. Or I mean, I I mean not right now. I guess they're done shooting. But what I mean is that like, um, yeah, that was sort of the main reason that he couldn't come back. Is they've mentioned it quite a bit. I think he wanted to return, but he couldn't because of that. Um, so yeah, because like throughout this entire movie, it was like, I wonder what his character do. Yeah, what he's doing right now. That would definitely be fun to bring him back, though. Um, yeah, but like you said, he he's. He's like during time of shooting, they were doing. Yeah, they need to bring him back for if they do episode or not episode seven, no part seven. You know what I mean? Um, Getting too Star Warsy here. Yes, but probably my favorite, one of my favorites, because like I have like so many great scenes in this movie that are my favorites. But one of them, like I said, is when Ethan Hunt sees his wife, ex-wife again. Yes, near the end of the film. Yes, it's great. Like you said, and there's there's tension between them. And we figure out that she's married. She's married. It's a huge gut punch. To to the villain in Ghost Rider. And... (laughs) He was in American Beauty, too. I think that's hilarious. And, uh... She does... She does stuff, but is not... She's not, like, a huge part of the movie. It's more of, like, a, hey, you're here, we can use you. It was kind of rushed, and... Yeah. She was only in it for, like, the... Like, the final fight, like, boss sort Maybe of Maybe final 10 minutes of it. Uh, 15 she's minutes. Probably around 10 or 15 minutes, yeah. Um, she's not in it a lot, but when she is, she's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, she definitely does uh, have some stuff to do. It's not like it's a major thing, but at the same time, it's they, they do use her. Um, yeah. Uh, like we said, the action scenes are fantastic. Um, the thing that I... Another one of my favorite scenes is whenever uh, Ethan Hunt and... I'm just going to call him Henry Cavill because we just... We know. call him Superman in this house. <laughs> That's kind of weird to we see. We call him uh, Clark Kent. <laughs> Nothing more. So, <laughs> when Ethan Hunt and Clark Kent jump out of the airplane... Wait, what did you call him? <laughs> I, said oh, yeah. Clark, I said Clark Kent. <laughs> oh, it was kind of weird because it was... Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. When... when uh, Tom Cruise and Henry, Henry Cable. Henry is it Cable or Cavill? I don't know. It's I use either one. Henry uh, Cavill, I guess. So when Henry when Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise jump out of that airplane, in the well, I love that line that he air- delivers. Yeah, mm-hmm. Your air tank fell. <laughs> but, your oxygen but, tank. But my favorite aspect is like like the cinematography. Like yeah. they jump in the middle of like a lightning uh, storm, a storm in the middle yeah. of the clouds, and uh, Ethan Hunt he doesn't want to sacrifice. Uh, not just his life, but Henry Cavill's life. Like, like we said, if he knows, if he can prevent a life from being harmed or killed, which we will talk about your favorite scene after this scene, uh, which is, uh, with the police, with the police, uh, that cop. But yeah, he, he's like, it's too risky. We can't do this. But Henry Cavill's like, no, screw you. I'm going to do this. He's like, screw it. Yeah, he just jumps out. But, Superman style. But look what happens. They, they get zapped. I, they don't get zapped by lightning, but like a lightning, like, go like right, like right, right next to them. Yeah, it literally knocks off his oxygen tank. And he's just fainted. But it's really beautiful, like, now I'm saying beautiful, but it's a really awesome scene where uh, Tom Cruise is trying to get over 
gym. No, but, I mean, it, that is a pretty beautiful scene. There's a lot of lights that, like, you could see, like, come into play there. It does look like a green screen effect. I don't I don't think they use green screen for that. They, they, they did those stunts, I think they said, 100 times for just that shot. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's only like two or three minutes. It's crazy. That, <laughs> it's no, dedication, man. Dedication, yeah. And he's trying to put his oxygen back into his mask where he can get air. That, that was a really great scene and where they finally just land. Yeah. And yeah. Henry Cable seemed like he his character is, you lost your oxygen tank. Which, <laughs> 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 I mean, cheap shot, but I liked it. It was pretty funny. I'll, I'll let you talk about your favorite scene. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this is... Um, that scene particularly, not just that interaction, but that entire scene leading up to that, because there was the uh, that plan that they had to get Solomon Lane back, um, where Ethan Hunt just decides to ram the truck and go his own way. That entire chase sequence with the motorcycle and everything with the truck and Solomon Lane going on, that entire scene, I think, was my favorite scene of the entire movie. It just, was freaking awesome. Because, I mean, yeah, it was, there was so many points in that chase sequence where I told myself I was like he's going really fast he's gonna hit something by the end of it and we and saw of that course, in the trailer we do see it in the trailer and at that point it kind of spoiled it for me but at the same time it's if that was not in the trailer I think that would have been such a huge like you know what I mean it that was, kind of was, moment where you would have like lost breath a little bit like, it, was still, dang. it was still cool but it wasn't as cool as if they just didn't show it yeah. in the trailer it, it was a baby driver baby driver type of uh, chase sequence which I mean always appreciated I love baby driver um, I think I mention it every episode if I can. But, um, <laughs> Baby, awesome. Baby, awesome. Baby Driver, man. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. <laughs> I'm endorsing it, though. Okay, <laughs> that's whatever. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's our take on Mission Impossible Fallout. We mentioned our favorite scenes. We mentioned everything that's great about this movie, which is just about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give our final verdict on it. Hey, what do you think your final verdict is on this movie? Um... I thought I was going to give it a 10 out of 10, but, yeah, like I said, with, like, that trailer thing, I'll probably give it a 9.5. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my final verdict is a 9 out of 10. The only reason I gave it a 9 out of 10 was because there is, like you said, um, Alec Baldwin's character is a little flat in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, another character that um, does show up in this movie that doesn't feel needed is Angela Bassett's yes, character. Yes, yes. Where they're just there for sort of filling in on what we need to know. They're not really there for the sake of the actual movie. Um there is a great sequence with Alec Baldwin and Henry Cavill, though, where there is a, some of a twist, um, which is fun. Um, at the same time, that um, entire movie is great. Action sequences are great. As far as an action movie goes, this is the summer movie to see. Um, definitely check it out. And thank you guys so much for listening and joining us. Yes, thank you again for joining us for this. Thank you for listening to Auditorium 8, and we are out.